Hello and welcome. I'm Molly Williams and I am deeply honored to be sharing in this space with you today. I started Molly's Mornings during the pandemic two years ago and it has profoundly changed my life. It is an incredible gift to share in meditation every single day of the week and celebrate our collective growth. Almost a year ago, I had the idea to create a Saturday sit-down series where I interview people that I am inspired by. When I get an idea, I typically launch in with every ounce of my being and very little plan, but for some reason, I didn't act on this idea. I let it pass by and felt that it would find me again when it was time. The idea returned to me while I was on a transformative and beautiful retreat in Scotland, and I realized just how important timing can be. I am so honored to be sharing in this new series and focusing on conversations with my teachers. I want to share the stories of people that have impacted my journey and inspired me with the hope that they too will inspire you. My first guest of this Saturday sit-down series is my beautiful friend, Sarah. Sarah and I met at a magical retreat in Scotland in early May. Sarah lives in Westchester, New York, and she is a freelance writer in the art and antique and creative field. Over the last few months, she has shifted her writing into more of a spiritual and holistic space. She is also a certified yoga instructor. Sarah was born in the United States, but was predominantly raised in the UK, where she studied ancient and medieval archaeology, as well as art history. She is incredibly in tune and connected to animals, the earth, and her own creative energy. I felt an immediate connection to Sarah on our retreat, and that's why I felt compelled to have her as my first guest. Sarah is not only a strong woman, but she is an incredibly compassionate and loving being. She made me feel safe and supported in every single moment that we were together. I am so honored to speak with her and share in this conversation about spirituality and her journey. Hello and welcome to this very exciting series. Sarah, thank you so much for being here and for being with me. I appreciate you. Molly, thank you so much. I am so thrilled and honored to share this very special space with you today. And I am just so humbled to be your first guest on this very exciting and wonderful new series. It is so fun to share in this space with you our very first episode of this series. I am so excited. I am so excited too. I love our conversations and I can't wait for your listeners to hear us have a good one today. I want to just jump right in. Can you tell me a little bit about your spiritual journey and how it began? There were a lot of moments in my childhood that were important parts of my spirituality and at that age, I, I didn't really fully comprehend that and what it meant for me. Um, I was deeply emotional and always knew I was a little different. I remember being highly self-aware and in tune with myself. I was an animal empath from a, a very young age, and um, my family still talk about that because it actually caused me some struggles 
in terms of anxiety later in life. And when people say to me, you know, when did you fully immerse in this spiritual life as an adult? I would say that one key turning point was about six years ago when I met my father for the first time and then lost him a few months after that, sadly. And an experience like that, that type of of deep love really sticks with you. And I think you step into a more honest and authentic place as a result of that. Also, I've had many spiritual experiences after the death of my father, constant dreams of him giving me messages, and I felt his presence and still do very strongly around me. And that's a big part of my life. So spirituality means something different to everyone, I think. So how would you define or describe spirituality and how does it show up in your daily life? I think spirituality for me is knowing I'm connected to everything on this planet and doing my best to form positive relationships from those connections. I definitely don't follow or stick to specific rules regarding anything that I do. I just do what feels right to me. And I feel like because of that, I don't have lapses in motivation or connection to my practice. That doesn't mean I don't honor the significance of ritual. It just means that rituals for me are ingrained in my daily life. When I garden, I try to plant using moon phase gardening. When I take a bath, I use herbs and flowers that I harvested from my garden in my water. Um, When I have coffee or tea, I stir in my gratitude and intention for the day. And by doing these things, if there's a day I don't make it onto my yoga mat or I don't do a breathwork meditation, I still feel connected to spirit. I think that's so important to let it flow. And we've talked about that in the past that I think one of the number one questions I get asked is what is your morning routine like? You know, what are your practices like? And people assume that I meditate for four hours a day and that I have the perfect, most disciplined (laughs) practice, but it's not like that at all. And I think it is important to let your practice evolve Mm. with you and to really feel into it Mm. and what you need one day may be something entirely different than the next. So absolutely. You just give yourself a little breathing room that you can try something and if it doesn't, stops resonating with Mm. you, you do something else and it's it's fluid just like you. You're always growing and changing and, and so your practice will of course do that too. That's so true. I think that's one of the best and most fun things about the meditation aspect of this podcast is every day is something entirely different. And one day it might be spirit guides and the next, you know, it's leaping off a cliff and a visualization (laughs) practice. So it's really fun to grow and change and try new things. So I, I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah, it takes a certain amount of courage, I think, in today's world to go on a spiritual path and to break away from previous beliefs, maybe, or parental beliefs. So how have you had that courage to really embrace your own path and to step into your authentic self? Aging. (laughs) Getting older has been such a blessing for me. I know that can tend to be, 
You know, everybody says that that's sort of a cliche, but with age comes wisdom. And you gain so much more understanding of yourself as a person, and you know you cannot accept anything less than being true to what your soul is telling you. When I was young, I was so much more willing to do things that I knew didn't align with my highest self just to try to fit in or in a desperate attempt to be accepted in in normal social settings. I still have days now where those wounds come up, but working through them and, and owning those wounds is really what spiritual growth is all about. So I, I try to embrace them as part of myself. To me, that takes a lot of courage to say, this happened to me in my life. It causes me immense stress and anxiety, but I'm using my spiritual practice to heal that wound and deal with my anxiety. Mm, yes, I think that is so important. I was actually raised Catholic, so it's been very interesting as I've gotten older to take different things from that religious background and to integrate mm. it and let some things go and change. And I think there is a, an element of wisdom with age. So I like that you said that because I think that's important. Mm. And I was too. I was raised Christian in a Christian family and a lot of my other family members are still Christian. And, you know, I my path is a little bit different from everybody else's, but there's still that love there and there's still that sharing. I mean, everybody has their own way to get to the top of the mountain, right? So I respect their journey and and hopefully they respect mine too. I think that's great. And you know, what's going to work for someone might not work for someone Mm -hmm. else. So I like that. And I think that ties into stepping into your authentic self because it's kind of saying that and realizing this is where I want to go and I'm walking this path and it feels right to me and really stepping into that ownership and feeling good with what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I know in my own spiritual journey, I am always looking for little signs and confirmation that you're doing the right thing, you're doing a great job. So I want to know if you've ever had a moment of like a light bulb moment that I'm on the right path, this is what I'm meant to do. So we touched upon this briefly, but a couple years ago, I started feeling really called to Gaia, Mother Earth, um, as a goddess or a deity. I was getting all of these insightful messages from her and it was a really special time for me because I hadn't felt connected to any deities up until that point. So I was very excited and I set up an altar in my home honoring her and I was meditating daily and I had got this beautiful Mother Earth statue and I was just feeling so connected and super high vibration. Very soon after that, my grandfather and I were writing to each other and we are close. He usually sends me books every now and then since we are both lifelong students. We were emailing, talking about animals and how mind-blowing the amount of species are and how every single one adds such value to the planet. And at the end of that email, he wrote in his last line, God is alive and her name is Gaia. And... (gasps) Instant goosebumps. Why those words? Why Gaia specifically? I took that as a sign that said, Sarah, you are on the right path. 
trust yourself, stay connected and have an open heart. And I've never felt safer or more comforted by the earth and in that moment. And I remember it constantly every day. I remember that memory every day. I love that so much. That is so beautiful and special and so clear too. You're lucky to have such a clear message because that doesn't always happen. So that's wonderful. It definitely couldn't have gotten clearer than that because, you know, he didn't have any idea that I was honoring Gaia or that I had finally found my deity, I felt like. So it was very special and I printed that and framed it. It's downstairs and I look at it all the time as just a reaffirmation to keep going. Yes. Ah, oh, that is so beautiful. I think for everyone, you know, we just talked about this a little bit, but for women especially, it can be very hard to question or seek something more in terms of beyond spirituality as well. You know, mysticism, magic, and I know that that's important to you. So how have you given yourself space to open up to that, to seek more and kind of embrace your intuitive gifts? Immersing myself within the spiritual community during the pandemic really helped me open myself up to the possibility of sharing my gifts, seeing more content from fellow empaths and earth intuitives allowed me to know myself in a deeper way. And being around these types of women that spiritually inspire me has given me so much confidence. Women like Asia Suler, who explains that following our gifts is medicine for the earth. Women like Sahara Rose, who encourage you to find your dharma or life's purpose. All of these things have a living, breathing consciousness that together raise the vibration of the planet. And Molly, you can probably attest to this. The retreat we just went on with Mia Magic was so incredible because we were able to bond with so many women from so many different walks of life, something that I've always found it incredibly difficult to do. Forging friendships with women has been difficult for me since I was 10 years old. I was bullied horribly as a teenager by girls and felt so unbelievably lonely. So that would often show up in my life and I could just not trust women. And once I started experiencing that bond of sisterhood, even if it was just by watching content of other spiritually in tune women, it started healing that part of me and I felt like I was able to thrive so much more. I think that is so beautiful and important to mention and speak about. I've shared with you that I was also bullied pretty severely mm. throughout high school and it was a very dark time, a very painful time. And interestingly enough, I was bullied a lot for my voice. So that's been a, a very interesting journey to get to this point where I share it so publicly. But I do feel called to share, and I've shared before on the podcast that I did try to take my own life in high school. And I want to mention that now because I think it's important to share with people that may be suffering or experiencing a dark time themselves that I hope you can see and Sarah's light and my own light that it can get better. It will get better. You are not alone. You are supported. You are loved. And it is very hard, especially for women to navigate 
other relationships with women. So I love that you shared that so openly and I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. So thank you. And thank you for sharing that. Bullied for your voice, I can't imagine. Your voice is like warm honey. It's beautiful. And I think that that just speaks to how we can overcome our traumas and how they can blossom into something so beautiful that is actually healing for other people. That's a really good point. You know, I I felt like I couldn't do a podcast because of my voice until, you know, the pandemic when I started the meditations and sharing every day and it was just my mom at first and then it kind of grew and <laughs> people started to share that feedback with me that, oh, I love your voice, love your voice. And it was so beautiful to receive that and it just felt like, oh, yes, this is, you know, everything and I've brought myself here. So there is so much hope and I think that that growth is in, and that journey is everything. And it's so important to keep going because you never know where life is going to bring you. It gives me goosebumps just thinking of that and how full circle that moment is and, and the starting point and where you are now. It's it's almost like it's now complete and, and that wound is, is healing and it's just, it's so beautiful. It gets me very emotional. <laughs> You're beautiful and I love you and I'm so happy I love to you too. know you. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Is there anything you would suggest to women that might be craving that community and connection? I know we've talked about this before too. This really follows on beautifully. I mean, I hid myself away from other women for almost all of my 20s. And I'm not over-exaggerating, like all of my 20s. I think that when you experience trauma and have a deep sisterhood wound, the instinct is to curl up in your own world where you feel safe, where you feel protected. By not putting yourself out there, you don't have to worry about being rejected or ignored or or blown off. But you are also robbing yourself of a chance to have life-changing interactions that help you grow and become even more of an amazing woman. It's just like my fear of flying, total mess. But if I did not get on a plane, I wouldn't have been at that retreat and I wouldn't have met you. So my biggest suggestion is to put yourself out there. Don't only lovingly observe, get out into the world and do things you love so you can meet other women that love them too. And a great starting point to dip your toe in the water is to attend remote events. Molly and I are actually attending a moon circle today on Zoom with some of our dear sisters we met on the retreat. I have personally attended so many of the Zoom rituals with our dear friend Mia Magic, which are fantastic and really helped me start getting comfortable sharing sacred space with other women. There are so many options available. You just have to make yourself part of it. That's the key. And I promise you, you will be blown away by how the spiritual, holistic, witch community welcomes you with open arms. It's truly like arriving home. Yes, I completely agree with that. And I think sometimes we forget we have these huge 
platforms and social media to connect deeply with one another, but we use them in ways where we're kind of gaining insight or knowledge. We're following people that we're inspired by and excited by, but we forget that there are so many like-minded people on social media. And I think that that's been huge in my own personal journey to just send a message, you know, say, I love what you're doing. This aligns with me. And it's easy to kind of think, oh, you know, that's, that's awkward to say something or to comment, but we have this resource and I think it's really important to use it and to reclaim social media as a connection point to one another. And I agree. I mean, I do think a lot of people, myself included, have a slight fear of social media since there are aspects of it that are quite dark. You have posts that make us sad and cancel culture and bullying. So when we inject our light, our love and our spirituality, it really helps to bring a positive balance into that platform. And this is so important in today's world. We are overloaded with so much information that can be very hard on our souls. So we really need that love and community. Yes, yes, I 100% agree. I know what it has meant to me to receive a message from somebody that's been listening. and It just warms my heart and some of my listeners have become my closest friends. So I think that that's really important to to keep going with it and to just reach out and embrace it and embrace all the positives of social media. Yes, absolutely. So I want to back up a little bit. I heard you say the word witch, and I think that's really important to dive (laughs) a little little deeper into this. How would you describe what being a witch means to you? Because I know a lot of people listening are kind of like, oh, she said witch, you know, witchcraft. What is she talking about? Magic? What is that? Okay, so I love this question. It is a really interesting one to discuss because it is so complex. I mean, we could do an entire podcast just about this question. (laughs) To me, a witch is someone who claims their earth-given birthright of knowing and being connected to spirituality and magic. I took a class in college years ago about witchcraft and how in that early modern period of history, the word witch gained such extremely negative implications. There were so many factors at play in that word becoming associated with so much brutality. The church, political agenda, social hierarchy, the list just goes on and on, quite honestly. The one pattern I noticed is that witch was almost always what others would call certain people and not so much what those people would call themselves. So I think that today there is a beauty in women and men trying to take claim of that word in such a positive way by now calling themselves a witch. If nothing more than just to honor the thousands of women and men slain by using that word as some sort of justification. I know that if I practiced my spirituality the way I do now, back in those time periods, it would have been a very dangerous and perhaps perilous outcome for me. And I always think about that when I practice. 
I often feel like there's two sides to our spiritual community. The more holistic and wellness side that doesn't really identify so much with the words witch and magic when describing their practice. And then, of course, you do have that witchy, mystical side with a lot more of those magical vibes who do use those words. And then, of course, there is a lot of flavors in between that. And that's precisely what I feel about myself. I feel like I'm a hybrid somewhere in the middle. And that's what I thought about when naming my blog. I wanted words that represented both sides in an effort to take what I love about each and merge them. I encompass it all. I love it all. And it all holds so much value to me. I have loved witnessing the reclaiming of this word, and I think it's so powerful and so beautiful. I personally have shared this with you, haven't felt called for whatever reason to call myself a witch, but I love being in your presence and your essence and embracing and embodying this word because I think it's so powerful and beautiful. I know that you have an incredible and beautiful witch's hat. How did it feel for the first time putting that on? And you shared it with me on the retreat and I was kind of like, ooh, this is really nice. So how did it feel putting that hat on? I wear the hat at home. I don't wear it out. So to be able to wear it in a safe space around all of those women felt beautiful. And you actually captured a really beautiful moment with me and Mia both wearing them by taking a picture of us together. And it just fills me with so much joy because I do love that side to my spirituality. I I love that vibe and it feels special and sacred and, and magical and I think everybody is sort of fascinated with that in a way. We we know that just by how certain movies and popular culture take off and become such a big phenomenon. Like there's there's this side of that that we all are like, wow, that's incredible. So to be able to embody that on the retreat and wear that hat was truly an amazing moment. Yes, it was. And I was so grateful again that I got the opportunity to put on the hat because I was like, wow, this is so cool and fun. I think for me, practicing witchcraft and what that means is it's energy, you know, it's putting energy in a really Mm. specific and powerful way into something. And I think the rituals and the spells and the work is this really in-depth and integral practice of just pouring that energy directly and channeling it into something, you know, so super specific. So how did you start practicing magic at first? And what did that look like to you? At first, I didn't know how to do spells at all. I didn't really even understand them. It was actually well over a year before I did my first spell. I just really wanted to trust myself and not just do a spell if it didn't feel right to me. And actually, a really great book to read is Before You Cast a Spell by Carl McCollman. And it talks about precisely that, how the foundation of feeling and trusting yourself is so important or else the spell or manifestation won't work anyway. So trusting in yourself and doing what feels right is the most 
important way to make your intentions become something that do manifest. And I've been doing wind magic since I was very young. Wind magic is a type of weather or elemental magic that I experience very deeply. And a lot of my intentions are sent off with the wind. And I do have that very particular connection with the air. When I was little, I would see recently departed souls' faces in the clouds and I would blow to aid the wind in helping their spirits move on. And I love to do practices during intense storms when the wind is really strong. There's a lot of power in that. And so wind magic is a really personal way for me that I am able to feel like I can manifest because it is personal. And that's what I encourage everybody to do is to find whatever it is or whatever works for you personally, what you feel the most connected to is really the strongest way you can make that energy manifest and make your dreams come true. Yes. And I love that you mentioned wind magic because obviously this series is meant to share my teachers with all of my listeners and things that I've learned. And you shared that lesson with me very clearly. And I needed it because wind was something that I had never really thought about. And in Scotland, it was very windy and I was just complaining and I was cold. And you shared with me that your gift was your ability to embrace wind magic and have that intuition around the wind. So I really got a reality check where I realized that I had been missing <laughs> this opportunity to connect with the wind and to learn and to receive messages. So I thank you for that. And it has been profoundly changed my practice because now I will take my windows down, open my windows up and really allow the wind to kind of flow into my practice and to move through me. And it is so beautiful when you start to embrace the wind and I underestimated its power. I completely feel terrible that I've neglected it because it is so special and so impactful. So I thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, the wind is our breath and it's what sustains our life and it's just it's such a special and sacred thing. And that retreat was so windy. So I was very much in my element. Like every day, it, was, it wasn't just like a little breeze. I mean, it was full on gusting. And I just felt that was one of the ways that the retreat was just so special for me because I felt very much connected to my magic because the wind was surrounding me the way that it did and surrounding all of the other women. And it was very powerful and wonderful. Do you have a specific memory or moment where you received a message that felt very clear from the wind or just a happy memory maybe? Yes. Well, the, re the most recent one was on the retreat and that tied into a lot of things. You were sharing your gifts with me and I was able to come to terms with something. And the last day that we left, the wind was so strong. And it was a very clear, beautiful day. And we had really beautiful, strong wind. And I had was holding on to some of my father's ashes. And I'm very, up until that point, I was very 
it was just difficult for me to let them go. I was like almost like just holding on and very, you know, attached to them. And which is interesting because I do have this insane relationship with the wind. So by coming to terms with what I needed to come to terms with that last day and it being so clear and beautiful and the wind being so strong, it just felt so perfect and meant to be to let them go there. And I did. And I didn't feel sad about it. I didn't feel like, oh no, I I just did that and I regret it. It was just so perfect. And I think about it constantly that I'm so happy that he's flowing with the Scottish winds there. And he was part of a experience that was just so meaningful to me. Oh, Sarah, you are so special. (laughs) You are amazing. I could just be sobbing this entire episode talking to you. I just love you so much. Thank you for sharing that. I do want to share a little story about you, if that's okay. When I first met Sarah, I immediately just felt so safe around you and I think we were boarding the shuttle on our way to the retreat I we didn't know each other and I just remember thinking to myself I want to be friends I hope she'll be friends with me and your love your compassion your light I just felt so comfortable and so free to be myself and I'm really grateful for that and a memory that I have is us doing this hike where we on the retreat where we didn't really know where we were going and I've said this before I think it's 12 miles Sarah doesn't believe me but I was convinced that it was 12 miles and it was intense hiking up cliffs it was beautiful in Scotland you know the water was stunning and incredible in the landscape and we arrived to this beach that was so peaceful and We were there with just Sarah and I and our friend Becky, and we were skipping rocks. And I saw this other side of Sarah that was very competitive and playful and strong and fun. And I love that moment because you gave me permission to be all sides of myself at all times and to really flow in my being. And I am so grateful for that because I think that in my own journey, especially with this podcast, you see one side of me. You see me being this lighthouse in the storm, this guide, this meditation person, you know, that is calm and relaxing. But I have other sides of myself. I'm playful. I try to be funny. And (laughs) I think really you allowed me to see that you can be everything and you don't have to choose one side of yourself. And I'm so grateful for that because it allowed me to open up in ways that I hadn't in a long time and gave me permission to just really step into my authentic self. So thank you for that. And I will never forget that moment. You are so sweet and I have thought this every day since I met you but you are one of the most pure gentle and generous people I've ever met our conversations your humor your ability to make anyone feel understood and embraced it just fills me with so much joy and because of your support I was able to heal a big part of myself on our retreat 
because you shared your gifts and abilities with me. And your listeners will know this, your voice and words bring such comfort and warmth into people's lives. And I genuinely feel that after so many years of turning inward, I am so grateful that when I started to be open to receiving that sisterhood connection, that you are one of the first people that stepped into my realm. And I feel so blessed and I have so many wonderful memories of us on the retreat. But I would say one of my favorites was when we jumped into this freezing cold lock naked together and it was <laughs> so cold and I was trying so hard to just embrace that moment so I'm, I'm starting to swim out a little bit to try to really feel the lake and Molly's like where are you going are you going to the <laughs> other side are you going to like swim into the grass over there and I just was laughing so hard. This woman is so hilarious. I couldn't stay afloat. I just kept sinking because my ribs hurt so much because of how much that I was laughing. And it's really interesting because since we've gotten back, she's completely turned into this mermaid <laughs> who is river bathing every day, jumping into lakes. Like I keep saying, I feel like she's trying to get onto the Olympic swim team because it's just taken on a whole life of its own. Oh my gosh. My favorite memory from swimming with you in that freezing cold water is you turning to me and asking with all seriousness, is hypothermia a risk? And I looked at you and I was like, let's go back to the dock now. I she was like, uh, I think we need to I get out. I think it's time. If you're asking me that question, it's time that we go back in. But that was one of the best moments of my entire life, Sarah. And I can't thank you enough for sharing it with me. And it was so special. And honestly, no water will ever feel as cold as that was. So that is why I have been helping myself to all of the rivers in upstate New York because nothing compares. But seriously, it was just everything. And I can't thank you enough for letting me share in your space and being together in that moment. And I mean, I can just turn this whole episode into like a love for you because this woman is so powerful and so amazing. And I am beyond happy that you are the first person on this special series because talk about a teacher of mine. I have learned lesson after lesson from you and been so inspired by your bravery and your courage. And you're just incredible so thank you for being here i want to ask you what is one word that you feel has guided your life to this point this is a big one yeah that's a tough one yeah i go back and forth all the time but i would say acceptance acceptance of who i am acceptance of my uniqueness acceptance over my past traumas and acceptance of the darkest parts of my earlier years, acceptance of my gifts and what I can offer the world and acceptance that my spirituality is a huge part of who I am and I don't want to hide it. So that would be the word. Yeah. Yes. 
Acceptance is such a good word. That is perfect and so important. And I feel like for everyone, but again, especially for women, acceptance is is everything. So that's beautiful that you felt that that has really been your compass through your life. That is so special. And also definitely pain, but that's a different podcast. (laughs) That's true though. You know, pain, that's a very true, I relate with that as well. And I think that that's an interesting that it has been a guiding force, but also, and maybe acceptance of the pain. So that's very Mm. interesting. Yeah. I feel like right now the world is in a time of a lot of suffering and hardship, but also this beautiful shift of transformation, of change, of growth, of inspiration. And I want to know what are you manifesting? What are you doing in this time? What are you stepping into? What's feeling good for you? What's next? So this year I'm starting my blog to share my writing, my thoughts, my aesthetic, and to see what new connections I can forge in the spiritual community in doing that. Eventually, I hope to offer my own unique course for women looking to deepen their connection to certain elements. Um, My blog is called Witching Earth. It's a brand new baby. And I am feeling so excited. It's something that I created just as a way to better connect with myself and hopefully reach others. I had moments in my journey where just the overall vibe of somebody's blog or website or podcast or YouTube inspired me and made me feel so excited about the potential and what could be. So hopefully it makes somebody else feel that way. And just continuing my journey and forming new friendships and meeting more people like yes (laughs) yay I don't want to say bossy but I do feel as though I've been pushing you with your blog meaning checking in every single day But I want the world to see and witness your teachings and I'm so proud of you and I'm so excited to see everything that you accomplished because she is amazing. You are amazing. You have so much wisdom and I can't wait to keep learning from you. I can't wait for the world to learn from you. And thank you for sharing your space and your vibration with me and for wrapping me up in your safety and warmth and for embracing me exactly as I am. I am so grateful to consider and call you one of the greatest friends of my life. And I just love you. I love you. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Okay, to anyone listening to this who has struggled to forge those connections, all you need to do is trust. Molly and I have known each other less than a month. That alone tells you that anything is possible. Your people are out there. The world is waiting to receive you. Take that first step. Go to that plant-based music festival, attend that retreat, join the yoga class, and you will find your tribe. We are all connected and we are all in this together. Yes, I don't think I could think of a better way to end this episode because it truly is about sisterhood and friendship and love. And thank you for being my first guest on this very special series. I am so honored. I couldn't have done it without you. Truly, it didn't feel right until 
I thought about it and thought, Sarah, will Sarah be on my podcast? And as soon as you said yes, everything just fell into place. So thank you. Thank you for letting me share a little piece of my heart with you. Thank you for having me as your first guest. I am so blessed, so honored, so grateful, and hope to have many more beautiful conversations with you in the future. Oh, this will not be the last time that you are hearing from Sarah. I have many, many ideas moving forward. So please get used to her beautiful voice and essence because I hope that she will be around here a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you again, Sarah, for being a part of this. Thank you, Molly. And thank you to everyone listening. It's been such a blessing for me. I'm sure it became clear in listening to this episode just how much gratitude I have for Sarah. The lessons that I've learned from her I will cherish and treasure for the rest of my life. I have an abundance of respect and appreciation for her. Sarah is truly a rare human being that makes everyone in her world and orbit feel safe and supported. She is a light and her light shines so brightly that its warmth can be felt by everyone around her. I was so deeply honored to share in this conversation with her, and after concluding this episode, I asked her to be the official co-host of this new series. I look forward to sharing more conversations with Sarah and having her perspective in future interviews with inspiring individuals. To connect and continue learning from Sarah, in the meantime, I ask that you find her on Instagram at Witching Earth and go to her blog at www.witchingearth.com. Her blog is a wealth of knowledge with articles on manifesting magic, old world wisdom, and witch wellness. I look forward to sharing this series every Saturday and having Sarah as my incredible co-host. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, Sarah, and thank you for listening to this first Saturday series. 